I'm Ella. Hi, I'm Libby. Hi, I'm Stella. And we're going to be reflecting on the story Marigolds today. Um, so I really liked this story. I thought it was like a coming-of-age story. Is very sen- sentimental. Um, like sh- uh, the main character was looking back on her life, um, and she like realized that she was wrong. Um, and it was just very moving to, for her to realize that she was wrong, and for her to like take charge of her life and change it. Um. So for me, I thought the story was kind of depressing. It was almost kind of sad, and it made me think about how other people are really unfortunate. Just the uh, situation that Elizabeth's family was in made me think about all the circumstances and how it just kind of made me feel sad. So I had mixed emotions of the story because it was pretty bittersweet and it had a semi-uplifting ending. So it just kind of goes through her sad life and then she comes to a realization. So you kind of have to think about it your way like if you think that's sad or it's all it's just really personal we're gonna look at the story marigolds through the lens of um hope today and we're going to relate to it through um personal stories to better help us understand the theme while we're reflecting on it so something that i really related to throughout this story was how my great grandma used to plant marigolds but she passed away a few years ago so i think that's kind of why I um, connect the story to f- like having a more sad feel to it. But also, throughout the story, the marigolds kind of represent hope for Elizabeth and her family. Um, for me, I when I read the story, like it made me think a lot about how um, when you do something wrong, like you have that desire to like get it fixed. Like you want to change your actions. Like you have that guilt. Um, you have that like desire for forgiveness you have that feeling of being like sorry Um, and it was kind of just that hope that like you can fix your actions is what I personally related to in the story and it helped me understand it better so just elaborating on what Ella said I connected this because you know she said when you do something wrong you know you get that feeling and then you just find hope through your actions well when I'm not the nicest to my mother, I usually text her, I'm sorry, when I'm on my way to school, and we make up there, and, you know, because I realize, you know, that wasn't very nice of me, and I get that feeling like, oh, maybe I should say something, because, you know, that's kind of the right thing to do, and then I just hope that I'm not always going to be that mean to my mom, and just be a nicer person. So we're going to start with the 30-second recap of Marigolds, and it's going to be on the fly for a little fun. So the main character is named Elizabeth. She lives in poverty with her brother Joey and her parents, and there's a bunch of people that live in the, ta- in the town. She calls it a shanty town. Um, it's just poverty. Just think of that. It's impoverished places, literally dirt. And so there's this person named Miss Lottie, and she lives with her son, something and they play marigolds and one day Elizabeth kills them kills the marigolds with rocks and then realizes that she's wrong and okay Stella would you like to go next sure okay ready 
Um, so Elizabeth lives in a town that's really poor and it's there's just dust and dirt everywhere and she lives with her mom, dad, and her little brother Joey and they have a lot of like neighbors that they're friends with and they play with them like all day and her mom goes off to work really early in the morning and then her dad goes off to find a job every day and there's this uh woman named Miss Lottie and she's their neighbor and she lives with her son and she has okay all right Ella your turn oh my gosh you guys are so good I don't know if I'll be able to compete with that okay <laughs> all right ready okay, set okay so Elizabeth she's in a poor impoverished community in I think like Maryland um, and she lives with her family and her siblings, and her mother goes to work every day, and her mother's gone every day, and her mother's really late uh, at home, like coming home. And her dad is trying to find a job, and her dad is under like all of this pressure. And because they're living in this impoverished community, Elizabeth and her um, siblings and their friends decide to go and release like this force of destruction on Miss Lottie, like their neighbor, for like just out of like not meanness, but just to yeah. Mm -hmm. So while we are analyzing the story and looking at it through this lens of hope, we're going to have a statement to help us better understand the um, story and to better help us look at it through that lens. When we, look, when we as people are growing up, we hit stumbling blocks. Whether it be poverty or just character development, it takes hope to get up again when one failure has been realized. So going off of that last statement, we are going to read four quotes from the text that kind of relate back to our theme of hope. So the first quote is, perhaps we waited for a miracle, amorphous in concept, but necessary if one were to have the grit to rise before dawn, each and labor for some meager share of bread. And this quote kind of um, symbolizes them waiting for a miracle. And they're just kind of waiting on a small sliver of hope that they can somehow make it through this tough time. So the next quote is, They interfered with the perfect ugliness of the place. They were too beautiful. They said too much so we could not understand. They did not make sense. So this relating to the theme of hope, this is just Miss Lottie's representation of hope. Uh, and Elizabeth didn't understand that yet, so she didn't. She was just confused, like why are there marigolds? But we come to find out, the marigolds are just a representation of hope. And you see, like the children, like they're confused because they don't understand, like why would someone go through this extra work? Why would someone put in work for something that isn't going to, like, profit them in any sense and make a difference? Yeah, and so the children. They just, they don't have hope. They're just, they've, they're accepting that this is just kind of their life. And we're gonna, like this, we're in poverty, we're gonna stay in poverty. Let's, you know, have a bad attitude or let's just do whatever we want basically. Just, they're just kind of, they don't understand that there is hope for a better life yet. So the next quote would be, the world had lost its boundary lines. Um, and it's coming from a part of the story where Elizabeth sees her father crying and she is just filled with this deep longing to help him um, and to she's just filled with like compassion to go out and do something and also confusion because like she's watching her father cry and like she hears him in the middle of the night and she like she just wants to go act on it and so that leads to the climax of the story. 
and she doesn't really have that reassurance anymore because her father kind of provides her with comfort so when she sees him crying she kind of loses that sense of security yeah so Elizabeth is used to having her father home because he's he doesn't have a job she kind of thinks it's everyday life and she thinks that you know again she doesn't have hope so she she's okay with it but when she sees that he's crying and it actually bothers him and it's an actual problem then she realizes you know like what it like then she's just kind of in this like moment of like what is this this is this will be my life forever and she loses any little bit of hope that she ever had so our next quote is the child in me sulked and said it was all in fun, but the woman in me flinched at the thought of the malicious attack that I had just led. So this comes from the part of the story where uh, Elizabeth acts on her emotions and she destroys the miracles, so Miss Lottie's rep representation of her hope. So through development, she comes to realize her mistakes after. So when she says that the woman in me flinched she's realizing like I just did something wrong and this kind of leads her to start having hope and she realizes that there's that she can be better and she can hope for a better life in a sense yeah and it doesn't like just lead to hope it also leads to like the um it leads to guilt which leads to desire the desire for forgiveness and that helps shape her character like it helps shape her as a person as she's growing up and she feels like if she's forgiven, that gives her more hope and just a sense of, like, everything is going to be okay and, like, I can just move on from this one event. So our next step is we're going to analyze a, the, a different quote with um, just four different levels of analyzation. Um, the quote goes as follows. For one who does not have to be poor and ignorant to find that his life is as barren as the dusty yards of our town. And I, too, have planted marigolds. Um, so very literally, um, Elizabeth is just, like, reflecting on her childhood and, like, her quality of life. Um, she is saying that even though she was a child, she knew her life was difficult and strenuous. And she's also saying that she has to, like, grow to accept that way of difficulty in order to have hope and develop who she is. So this is just, like, the last sentence of the story. And... This just kind of shows how Elizabeth didn't have hope. Like, it's very easy to see in this little quote that she finally does have hope. And now, from this little quote, like, it says, and I too have planted marigolds, it's telling you directly she now has hope. Yeah, definitely. I think that, like, it just really speaks to the story, and I think... Like, after you read that story, you hear that line, it just resonates, and all of a sudden, like, the whole story comes together in just that last line. Um, so for tier two, um, it's what is the figurative meaning? Um, so we want to look at what the marigold means and what, like, the destruction Elizabeth causes means. So we kind of see how, uh, like, now... Or present day her life has changed you know she's gonna have a better life but she now has hope yeah too. so now like in the past it'd be like she has gained hope planted marigolds would mean she's gaining and she's hope. changed her life for the better yeah so like based off of her childhood and what happened mm -hmm. during that time this 
The quote could also just be a reflection of the childish destruction that she gave into, because you can tell that she's finally coming to the realization. I need, like, she already did at one point when she uh, said, like, the woman in me flinched, but now, you know, it's the end of the story. She's realized, one, I need to be a better person. Two, I need to hope to be a better person. Like, I really, like, I need to have hope all the way around. And then three, I need to work hard for a better life. I, I, that's what I kind of get from that figuratively. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I think that totally stands out as something that she's striving for and like working towards but I think it also can serve as like a reminder like it's definitely painful for her to look back at that moment where she knows she did something wrong um it's also bittersweet because she's remembering her childhood and she's remembering like her parents and everything that's so like keen to her at that time it's just an important life experience for her because She sees how much she's changed since being a little girl and living in that time period. Um, so this, so when I think about the passage, it to me it makes me just think about the blessings that I have and like the blessings God has given me. Uh, it just makes me impassioned to go out and try to like live what God has called me to do, but it also calls me to help those in want of like help or like it just. I want to like create change. I feel called to move forward. Um, like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just very impassioned. Like, it makes me very impassioned and like passionate. So I definitely agree with you, Ella, but for me personally, it just helps me remember, uh, you know, it helps me remember my blessings and helps me remember to not be prideful, uh, to be careful of how I express my blessings. And, just how I should live my life. Like, I live, you know, I obviously don't live in poverty, but I should still work hard, and I should still, like, work as hard as someone who is living in poverty, and I shouldn't just use that as an excuse as, like, I'm, you know, my life isn't down here, and it's up here, like, I can do whatever I want, because no matter where we are in life, we still need to work hard. Yeah, I agree with you, Libby. So it's just like the matter of working hard and just knowing how far you can go in life if you really work for it and you really want it and just always being mindful of the blessings that you have and like the how fortunate you are and just always thanking God for the blessings that he's given us. Um, so when I'm thinking about what this sentence is like calling me to do, um, it's like calling us to work hard, um, and it's calling us to also have like an aspect of gratefulness and humility in our lives. Um, it calls me to give what I have, time, talent, or treasure, um, also according to Catholic social teaching. I definitely agree with you, Ella. It's just taking prior experiences and learning from them and just always being uh, humble and showing humility towards others and always setting a good example. Yeah, it's really it, it just it's really important to remember to not be or to be grateful, but also not prideful because we are all diff or we're all given different gifts and talents and we should definitely use them, but 
you know, we shouldn't show them off constantly. We should just be grateful and, you know, thank God about it. So I, what your religion entails you to do. But um, I feel like it calls me to do, well, because in the quote it says, you know, one doesn't have to be ignorant and poor to figure out, you know, how other life is. But um, I feel like in any situation, we should be able to recognize, you know, what's good and what's bad. And I feel like it calls me to be more assertive. Um, so when I want to include a blessing for John Burke, Miss Lottie's son. Um, and I just want to bless him because, like, he was discriminated against and he's living in bad conditions and he needs education and support. And I know I just felt bad for him and I just want to, his life to be better. Yeah, I definitely think blessing John Burke is a good idea, but for my blessing, I'm going to bless the character Joey. I'm going to bless him because he can tell through the story that he has a sense of right and wrong, and I just hope that that grows stronger so, you know, like Elizabeth, he can get out of poverty and really not live like, or live life like his father, with his father having trouble trying to find a job. Not that his father, you know, was a bad father. It's just he'd have a better life if, you know, he was more put together in a way. But, you know, you know that his father works hard, so I hope that he ends up like his father, but also he ends up in a different situation with not living in poverty. Yeah, so I would like to bless Elizabeth's dad because even though he doesn't have a job, he's trying really hard to find one and he's trying to provide a better life for his family and he really wants to show his kids that it's important to work hard and to never give up and I just think that's a very important example to set, especially for younger kids. We'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope that you now have a better understanding of the story of Marigolds and a better understanding of hope.